0: Father, we thank you that you have allowed us to come into your presence. You said with boldness we can come to the throne of grace and find grace and mercy to help us in the specific time of need. Thank you so much for opening that door through your death and your resurrection just give us courage and strength to share with others what you have done for us so they too might be a part of the family of God. In Jesus' name. you saw this little post that came out uh, the other day, um, probably yesterday I would imagine. It said this, uh, due to supply chain issues, your February order of snow has now been delivered. We apologize for any inconvenience. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, after my two and a half hours of picking up branches in my front yard and my backyard, I have plenty to... I have enough to fill up a dumpster just myself at my house, so uh, (laughs) that was quite the snow out here. How many inches? Eight, ten inches out here? Eight, yeah. That's about what I had as I was trouncing around in the snow, 6.15 until 8.30 yesterday morning, trying to get it all up together, and more came down, as you know, and uh, at least at my house, so... Anyway, what a day for that, (laughs) to be able to... Our our May snowstorm, and... uh, it's a great way to trim your trees, that's for sure, Whew, if there's anything left. All right, so, hey, as we started this series on evangelism, we had a great time last week, but a lot of positive feedback, and I really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much for that. But as we said, I think that we're going with the, the upper left hand up here today, the enthusiasm to be able to share our faith with Jesus Christ. We've been talking about that Be the Church this morning, VBS coming up the opportunity to share together with people around us. To not be in fear, as uh, Miss Fear is right there, right? Hello, my name is Fear, right? Um, But we want to be enthusiastic about sharing. So we want to do a quick review. If you weren't here last week, or if you were here and you need a review, we're going to give it to you anyway. So here we go. So we talked last week about that we're commanded to go. Matthew chapter 28 Go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them to observe everything I've commanded you and lo I'm with you always even to the end of this age so we talked about that And we, secondly we talked about
1: be prepared <laughs> like um, yes be, be prepared to give a defense when somebody asks you uh, so we want to have something ready just like Jesus said we want you to be why the serpent's innocent as doves be ready Uh, when somebody comes to you, when the opportunity arises.
0: And we have that opportunity because we're ambassadors for Jesus Christ, as 2 Corinthians 5.20 tells us. We're ambassadors for Jesus Christ. We make this appeal about Christ to you so that others would have the opportunity to be a part of the family of God. What an opportunity, what a privilege that is for us and a responsibility as ambassadors to represent Him well and to let people know about the Lord Jesus Christ, what He's done in our life.
1: couple more, we know people need the Lord, just like we did at one point, somebody shared it with us, we came to know, everybody else out there needs to know just as much, we don't deserve it anymore than they do, so we need to be a part of getting the news to them, Um, and also, in doing so, we have the power of the Holy Spirit, He said, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be my witnesses, here, there, and everywhere, so we're not doing it alone, we are planting seeds, Holy Spirit takes it from there makes a change in people's lives. So thank the Lord for that.
0: All right, we talked about the styles, and I'll just, I have them right here. We'll put them up on the screen for you, as you. Just remember that. So first of all, we had the confrontational style. You need Jesus! Well, or maybe the direct style. Would you like to know more about Jesus? I can tell you about him, how important it is, what he's made in my life. So we talked about that, the importance of that, being able sometimes we need to just go directly to a person. And just share with them, you're on my heart. This is what I, I believe that you need. Jesus can make a difference in your life. We talked the second one about testimonial. You have a testimony. Many times they put it this way. We should be able to share our testimony in three minutes. Before we came to Christ, how we came to Christ, and what God's done in our life after. He's, he's been a part of our lives. To be able to share that anywhere so that we know that we have this opportunity to tell them just directly kindly, obviously, graciously about what Jesus Christ has done in our life. The next one is invitational, where we give the opportunity to come to invite maybe somebody to VBS, the child to VBS and the parents to the block party that takes place on Friday night, where the gospel will be given. They'll hear the gospel, they'll hear the stories of what we went through in Vacation Bible School. Uh, to go to camp, as our students are getting ready to go to camp, They're inviting people to go with them so that they might come to know Jesus Christ or to a revival or to maybe something that the gospel is going to be shared. We want to be able to be a part of their lives. We want them to hear the gospel because we've developed this relationship with them, and hopefully they can find you. Billy Graham, obviously, many have come to know Jesus Christ through the Billy Graham Crusades and now the Franklin Graham Crusades, the ministries that take place uh, with that. Then we talked about the intellectual. Pastor Simon talked about that as Paul was there in Athens with them. He was reasoning with them, and he was sharing Jesus with them and in their context, using their things to be able to develop common ground so that they could hear about Jesus and did a wonderful job, obviously. And it says some did come to know Jesus during that time. So there was the intellectual, then there's the relational, the friendship evangelism. As we love people, as we care for them, as we're part of their lives, we use that as we go, maybe in stages to be able to share the gospel, maybe a little bit about the gospel, and then we share a little bit more about the gospel. And then we give them kind of the whole gospel presentation of what Jesus has done for us and what he could do for them. So the relational, the, the intentional in terms of being relational or friendship. And then last we said, we talked about service using our serve to share about Jesus. And certainly you might be able to do that this week as you go around and maybe help your neighbors pick up their tree limbs. (laughs) Those types of things where we can get into their lives and we can share with them about the important things that Jesus has done for us. And certainly next Sunday as we gather together for Be the Serve, come and join us. There's a place for you. We need your help to be able to reach out to our community and to say to them, we love you, we care for you, we want to make a difference as Majestic Baptist Church. Uh, they they made this statement, so if your church closed, would the, would the community even know you even existed? If Majestic Baptist Church, would Pueblo West know that Majestic, Majestic closed, would Pueblo West know that we're not here anymore? This is one way for us to, to be able to say to them, we're here, we're part of your lives, We want to be a part and share Jesus with you. So those are just the things that we went through. There's numerous other little side plots that go to that. But those are the things that we shared with you to begin with. We want to talk about now some gospel presentations to get pretty specific about how to share Jesus with other people. So Pastor Simon's going to start us off.
1: Uh, One that many have heard of or are familiar with is called the Romans Road. And this is a series of verses. You know, Paul wrote the book of Romans as a presentation of the gospel, and so as you work your way through that, there are certain markers, uh, certain verses that very clearly explain certain points in how we come to know Jesus, um, 323, 623, 5:8, and we know these, you know, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, wages of sin is death But the free gift of God, it's eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, you can work your way through that if you know these verses, and we're going to show you some ways, you don't even have to memorize them these days, uh, you can have them handy, I'm going to show you that in just a little bit. But that is an excellent way to dive into Scripture and work somebody through the plan of salvation.
0: Has any of you, any of you ever heard the ABCs? <laughs> we go over them every year in VBS. They'll be in the songs. We sing, uh, one of the songs will have the ABCs in it. We talk about we admit that we're a sinner. We all are. We're all in the same boat. We've all sinned against God, we've transgressed against Him. We want to believe. We admit that, but then we believe that Jesus Christ died for us on the cross, that he is God's son, and that he died for us. We're grateful for what he did for us. And then, see, we confess our faith in him, or we commit our lives to him. We give him ourselves. We say, your way is the way to have heaven. Your way is the way to live and have forgiveness of sin, and I want you to be a part of my life. So we admit, we believe and then we confess or we commit our lives to him. Just that's a really really simple way and then you can use the verses from Romans 3:23 and 6:23 5 8 10 9 you can use those verses and place those within those so that a person would know this is the gospel. This is how we come to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. See, I got the next one too, right? So you probably know the colors, you've seen the bands That we wear. Um, I've got, I have, I keep this in my uh, daytimer so that if I ever have a chance to present the gospel, the colors black is for sin, white is for, uh, red is for the blood of Jesus Christ, white is for forgiveness, yellow is for heaven, and green is for uh, growth. Now this one has blue in it too, which is on this one is blue is for faith that can be added in there. But we just simply use those colors. Maybe, you know, the uh, child evangelism song that's been sung, My heart was black with sin until the Savior came in. His precious blood, I know, has washed me white as snow. And in God's Word, I'm told, I'll walk the streets of gold. Oh, I'll grow in Christ every day as I read my Bible and pray. Okay? So, that... That wasn't my best rendition, but it was the best for today. So that's just another way. Just to use the colors, and we make those. Pastor Elisha's made them. We've made them in VVBS. You've seen them. Just another simple way that if you have that band on, if you had the opportunity, you can explain to them. Say, so, hey, why do you have that band on? That bracelet. Oh, let me. can I tell you about that? And then you can just go right through those colors. Sin, blood, forgiveness, heaven, and growth. So just another simple way just to be able to give the gospel to somebody, you know, maybe a very easy way to do because you have a band on or a necklace. They might be, beads might be on your necklace too. So just again, the colors, another way to share Jesus. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. Saving some time for for, uh, Simon at the end. So gospel tracts, we have them out there on the wall over by the information table, by the coat room. There's a number of gospel tracts that are there that you could share with people. After I finished the sermon, after we finished our sermon last week, um, a gentleman came up to me and he reminded me about gospel tracts. And he said that he passed out 2,000 of these at the Republican convention last year. Wow. 2,000 people got the gospel. Now you might know, probably maybe the most famous one is, the four spiritual laws that Bill Bright and Campus Crusade for Christ developed many, many years ago. Talking about God as a wonderful plan for your life, but the problem is what sin is separated from Him, and you can get into this plan. You can be a part of what God asks for you, but through Jesus Christ, and this is what Christ gives to you. So the kind of the four spiritual laws. These are things that are true, and we want you to know about them. So you can pick those up. You can use those. Um, I know Ed Young, before he passed... Uh, Ed Young would take those and he'd put them in the payphones around. He would pl- just place them throughout the city in different places so that when people go to those places, they would find the gospel. And so that's just another way. Chick tracks. Uh, Chick tracks were very, very popular years ago. they're kind of fun comic comic set to be able to use maybe for uh, our teenagers or for our young people that would appeal to them. So numbers of different ways, but there's a number of them back there if you ever. Always good just to have one on you, just in case the opportunity comes, where you have the opportunity to present Christ and to be able to give the gospel to someone. So tracks are very, very important and valuable as we have an opportunity to share Jesus. Oh, yeah, he's Scott, keep going. We're getting to you. We're getting to you. You're
1: the one who organized it. I know, I know. That's right.
0: That's right. <laughs> Okay, so another one, maybe you have the opportunity is just to, to have them read the Gospel of John. You're having a conversation with somebody and maybe you share with them just a little bit. Maybe they say, well, you know, I don't really know a lot about the, the Bible. Say, well, how about just read the Gospel of John? Why don't you just go through the Gospel of John and, and look for the seven I.M.s. Look for the seven miracles that are the, the signs, as he calls them. Look for the thesis statement in John 20, 30, and 31 why he puts together this book. And so you can say, why don't you read it and then see who Jesus is and let's come back and let's talk about what you learned from that book. Share with me about what, who Jesus is and, and how you see him to be a part of that. Or videos. Or Simon's going to talk about apps in just a minute. Um, being able to do that. I, I like what the, the ladies did. They had a little uh, while back. Was that uh, two Saturdays ago? It wasn't yesterday, obviously. Um, <laughs> But two Saturdays ago, they, they had a little books. They had a little uh, book time in the park, and they came together. Some of the ladies came together, and they shared some of the books. And they had taken some books from our libraries that we had dual copies of, and they took those books over there. And when they got done, um, they just started asking people if they would like a book. And they had in there a bulletin, the gospel that was there, and these ladies. I think you said twelve of them. I think something like that. 11, 12, 40, 90, something like that, right? But they, these ladies eagerly took the books from them. They said, hey, would you like to have a book? Yeah, and they took the books. They got the gospel. That day, just that, simple, being intentional. We've got these books, let's give them away. And so that's another way just to be able to, a book that has meant a lot to you. We have a couple books um, Kathy Samuels has written a really good book, a couple, couple couple really good books that I know they gave away a couple copies of those. Chrisissa Freiberger, who has come to our church, has written a book, very good books that, that we could give away as gifts and to put them into people's hands. So there's another opportunity for you. Now is it your turn? Thank Simon? You.
1: <laughs> a couple other ways that we can be prepared that we can have tools ready to help people uh, share is one of them is right here and bemoan how much these take over our lives but they are useful <laughs> tools and there are apps that you can download that are specifically designed to walk somebody through the gospel and a lot of you have you version on your phone already you use that to read the Bible that's got great stuff in it. A couple that I found that are specifically geared at sharing your faith. one of them is called share your faith. That one right there. It walks you right through what's called the bridge illustration. You're going to see that later on. And it uses the Romans Road verses. You just, as you're showing somebody, you just flip through it. It does all the work for you. You don't have to do that memorization. It's right there. Another one is called Life on Mission. And this comes from our own uh, Southern Baptist folks, our North American Mission Board. They use an explanation called the three circles. It's the exact same thing. Uh, We started out with God and then sin broke things broken. We repent and bring it to the gospel and then we come back to God. Again, a very simple way. Scripture's right there in it. You flip through it. So if you've got this with you and you've got those on your phone, you've always got something prepared to show to somebody. Another tool, another technology tool that's very useful is our Right Now Media. <laughs> you've all got access to. There are amazing tools on there. If you go on Right Now Media, there is a section, you'll see our logo up at the top majestic Baptist Church logo, if you click on that, I have the ability to highlight certain things, and I've put a couple of series about evangelism It gives you more, more of what we're talking about. It just walks you through more ideas about how to do it, more conversation starters we're going to talk about, more methods, and I've also put a whole series by Sean McDowell. I talked about him last week, Josh McDowell's son, who is continuing the work of apologetics, of answering the hard questions that people ask about the faith, about Christianity. I put those on our page. You can go check it out. He does it real quick. He gives you question, answer in 30 seconds, something that you can tell to somebody if they throw a hard question at you and have that remembered. So excellent, excellent tools out there to help us be prepared. Uh,
0: Maybe you know the story of Josh McDowell's evidence that demands a verdict. Uh, He was a graduate student at Michigan State University, and uh, he wanted to prove... Jesus was false he wanted to just disprove Christianity that was his whole goal grow up in a broken home dad was an alcoholic literally wanted to kill his dad as a college student because his dad was so mean to him and he started doing the research and that's how he got the book that's how he came up with the book evidence that demands a verdict what he found was there is so much evidence for the resurrection of Jesus Christ that it is true and it brought him to Jesus Christ what a testimony to be able to hear that and to, to do that. I remember hearing him probably in 1975 at Moody Bible Institute, probably when he just, he was a young guy, so was I. <laughs> and, and thinking back, you know, almost 50 years now, to be able to, to think about that, what God was doing, what God did in his life, and how that he, as he did the research, as he read the books, as he looked into it, Jesus, this is real, this is true, the evidence demands us to make a verdict about Jesus Christ. So those books and those apps are very, very helpful. So we're, we're in a position so maybe how can we get started when it comes to having this opportunity to share Jesus? Because that's oftentimes the hard part. We can, we can talk about family. We can talk about the Broncos. We can talk about the snow. We can talk about the last restaurant we've been to. All these things that are easy to talk about but when we have that opportunity to, to share with somebody and a little door opens up Here's some things that that could be said. One is the evangelism explosion uh, question that was asked and, and been used many, many years. If you were to die tonight or today, and you don't know. Last week, we were with Verna. Monday, we were with Verna, eating lunch with her, and Tuesday, she's with Jesus, eating at his table with him. We just don't know. But if you were to die tonight, and I don't quite have it right up here. Would you know for certain that you're going to heaven? They can use either one of those. But would you know for certain you're going to heaven? What a great question. Because typically, probably the answer you're going to get is, well, I hope so. I hope so. And then you can ask, well, if you were to stand before Jesus and he were to ask you, why should I let you into my heaven? What would you say to him? And so you're listening. You're just going through their answer, and you're listening for what they're saying, what kind of clues they give to you about their own spiritual life. And so when you ask that question, if they if they say, well, I, I don't know what I would say, well, and probably 75% of the answer is going to be what? I'm a good person. I'm a good person. And so we don't put that down. We just simply add, then I simply, what I would say at that point is, "Could could I tell you what I would tell the Lord? Are to stand before him. And you know what I'd tell him? I wouldn't tell him I'm a good person. I would tell him what the Bible says. Because I think I can, if you can tell you what the Bible says, I think you probably got the right way to get into heaven. That, you know, I, I I've sinned. And I recognize that. But I recognize that Jesus loved me and that he provided for me. And that he gave his son to die on the cross for my sin so he would take my punishment. And then I, I believed, I said yes to him when I was a young boy. And in that he gave me forgiveness and that he gave me eternal life. And with that, I think I could say those things to him because you have to say, this is what your Bible says of how we can be saved. If you confess with your mouth, and you that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. What you will be saved. So that's that's how I can take that's how I can bridge where they are, and just simply say, Can I tell you what the Bible says and what I've done in my life to follow the Lord Jesus Christ? So that's a, a good way to be able to introduce and to be able to help people make that bridge and to get them talking a little bit about what the Lord Jesus Christ means to them and being a part of their their lives.
1: Another one that Evangelism Explosion has kind of been working with lately, uh, especially dealing with young people, is in conversation with somebody or just out on the street bumping into somebody, you can ask, if you were to rate your life right now, one to ten, how's it going? What's your number? They'll come up with something and tell you, maybe seven or something. You ask, "Why? why is that? What goes into making your life what it is? I tell you, well, career's going okay Family's pretty good and Things are going well So, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at And the follow-up question is Do you think it would be better or worse If God was in your life? They'll give you an answer one way or another <laughs> And then again, why? Why do you think that? Why do you think it would be better? And if it would be better, why why haven't you Why haven't you engaged with that? They think it'd be worse. That why? What what has happened in your life that has pushed you away from God up till now? All of these are just flinging doors wide open to talk about their life experiences, our life experiences, and what Jesus can do, what has done in our life, and can do in their life.
0: Another question that we talked about last week from the "How to Share, How to Share Your Faith Without an Argument" series by Bill Fay is: So, tell me, do you have any spiritual beliefs? Everybody has spiritual beliefs, even if they don't believe about Jesus. They have spiritual beliefs. They may believe there isn't a God. That's a spiritual belief. They may believe that, you know, there is a God, but he's the the kind of the deist approach. Well, he just kind of created things. He got things rolling, but he's just kind of up in heaven, and he's kind of watching things. And, uh, you know, he's on the ninth green putting while you're doing your work, right? That's just another place, just to be able to open a door. Tell me about your spiritual beliefs. Or you could ask a question like this, uh, to you, who is Jesus? And then you just listen. Listen for their answer. Listen how you can segue off that. Um, do you believe there's a heaven or a hell? Most people are going to go, yeah, if, 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 if I got an afterlife, I definitely want it to be heaven. They might not believe in a hell. They may not believe that. So you're just listening. You're participating with them, trying to process. Now, God, what are you doing in their life? How can I move them toward more towards you? I, one one statement that I came up with, and this is not in the Bible, but it comes from Amelia Earhart. Do you know who that is? She's <laughs> the first solo, female solo aviator to cross fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, I don't know that she was a Christian. I'm not at all saying that. I'm saying this statement hit me when I saw it about two months ago. The most difficult thing to do is the decision to act. The rest is merely tenacity. And that's what it is in evangelism. Making that decision that I'm going to share my faith. I, I want to be able to share Jesus with somebody. And I make that decision that I'm going to intentionally enter into their life. And then the rest of it is just Tenacity. It's just you made the decision, and then I'm going to be intentional with this person, hopefully, with the opportunity to keep sharing my life and my words so that they might come to know Jesus Christ. But the hardest part is getting to that point where we open our mouths and we talk to them about what Jesus has meant to us and how they can have a relationship with him. So I thought that was just a good statement. It goes for a lot of different things, but especially in evangelism. We have to make that decision to act, and once we've made that decision to act, then we have this opportunity to just keep after it. God, open the door. You gave me your help. You gave me your power. Open the door so that the door will keep open so that I can share Jesus um, with this friend uh, or, or this individual that I'm nearby. So that's kind of some openers, some ways to get started, some starters. Now say you've had that opportunity to present the ABCs or you've had the opportunity to present the Roman's road or or fierce four spiritual laws and sometimes we get all the way through that and then we we kind of all of a sudden it's like oh boy I don't I don't know about I don't know about what I should press hard right here. And so here's some opportunities for us just to have some closers in our lives. Just a question like this. You've gone through it all. You can see them processing it. And just say something like this: Are you are you ready to invite Jesus into your life? You're putting it on to them, or you can ask a question like this: um, Is there anything that would prevent you from inviting Jesus into your life right now? And, and it's quite possible they'll, they'll they'll come up with something. Well, you know, if I if I uh, if I believe, my mom's gonna be really upset. Then you just ask a question like this, well, why? Not being ugly, kindly, why, why is that a problem? Why would you see that as an issue? And then you just listen. And any of the objections that come your way, just ask the question, why? How does that impact where you're at even today? And then you just listen. You graciously just listen for their answer. And then you ask the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, help me to be able to answer them in a way that will be your work in their lives. Not necessarily my answer, but would be your work in their lives. So there's a couple ways just to kind of, when you get to that point, you've had the opportunity. You've, you open the door with that starter. You've had the opportunity to present the gospel. And now you have the opportunity. We're, we're at the end. You presented the gospel and you can see the Spirit's doing His work. To ask that question, is there anything that would prevent you from inviting Christ to be a part of your life? And, or is there is there some reason that, that you wouldn't want to do invite Christ right now? And if they say something like, well, I'm just not ready, you know, you're not there to thump them over the head with your Bible again. <laughs> you just simply say, you know, I, now would be a great time to invite Christ, but if you're not ready, let's follow up again. I'd like to talk to you again because this is the most important decision you'll ever make. There is no more important decision than to invite Christ into your life and you just love on them and care for them and you pray that God will continue to do his work in their life. What do we got next?
1: You want us to take over? Yep. Derek's going to come up here right now, special guest assistant, and uh, help us out. Derek and I are going to walk through a little role play. We're going to show you what this can look like and see where it goes. I can't stress enough how little we have practiced this. <laughs> Not out of laziness, just out of wanting it to be spontaneous and a little bit real and messy maybe. And uh, so we're going to jump into this. We're going to pretend maybe, I don't know, do you have a character name? Do you have a backstory sorted out for you? No. No, Okay. <laughs> Maybe, maybe this is just we're in a coffee shop and strike up a kind. Con- maybe this is more of the direct approach, uh, just, just seeing where God leads. So uh, here we go. Uh, real fast forward a little bit. Would you mind if I, uh, if I take a minute, just to explain, do you want to believe what Christianity is and how I know that I'm going to heaven one day? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. I got this cool thing on my phone I'm going to show you. It's got these cool little drawings of this stick figure guy name is uh, Benjamin, I don't know, but uh, we'll see, that joke didn't fall because the mic was on, weird, (laughs) okay, here we go, so you see here, it's got us and God all together, there's nothing in the way, because when God created everything at the very beginning, the whole earth, the whole universe, and humans and animals and everything, everything was good, and we could just hang out with him and there was nothing in between us. So that was all wonderful. And then, we, we being humans, we messed up and we sinned. And that means just, just doing bad things, things that God doesn't want us to do. God is perfect and he can't do bad things. And he didn't mean for us to do bad things, but we wanted to do things our own way and we chose to do the bad things and that put it, separation between us and God and I know on this little phone thing it looks pretty close but imagine this is like the Grand Canyon like we're on one side and God is on the other side there's no way for us to get there and so because of this sin one day it's eventually going to lead us all to death and not just that we all die but we're talking about spiritual death where after you die you end up in hell forever God because that's a perfect place for perfect people but because we messed up did things bad we end up going to hell and so that's a problem I don't know about you I don't want to go to hell one day um, but a lot of a lot of people some more than others we know there's something we know we've done bad things right sometimes when you lie or take something that's not yours or tell something bad about somebody else you feel bad, right? Kind of freaks you a little bit sometimes. Generally. Yeah. That's God put a conscience in our hearts and minds to to help us know those are the bad things. We're not supposed to do that. And so people know that we've done bad things. I certainly have. And we try to get to God. And a lot of people try to do they're gonna I'm gonna do good things now to outweigh the bad things, right? Kinda makes sense. If I do enough good things, then God'll God will give me credit. Um, but the problem is that's that's not enough. That's like, it'd be like trying to jump over the Grand Canyon now by doing you know a few squats every day, make your legs strong. It's not going to get you there. <laughs> um, because cause the other side, it's only for perfect people, not for, yeah, mostly get, if you've done anything bad, you don't get to go there. That's just the reality of what it is. So we all end up um, going down death. And that's what the Bible says in Romans 3.23. It says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's exactly what I just described there. We can't get over there because we all messed up. But even though we chose our own way, even though we did the bad things, even though we told God we didn't want to be with him, he still loved us. He never stopped loving us part of the amazing God that he is. And John 3.16 tells us what he did to help us get over there, to eventually get back to him. Have you ever seen the signs that maybe a score to somebody holding up John 3.16? Here's what it says, if you, never, if you never looked it up. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, that whosoever believes in him Perish, but will have eternal life. So what that means is Jesus came down, really came down, and became a person just like the story of Christmas time. He was born in that stable, in that manger, and he grew up and he lived a perfect life. He was the only person who never messed up, never sinned like you, like we do. And because of that, he got to go over into eternal life. And but then it, it came to a point in his life where he chose to die, even though he didn't have to, because he was perfect. And because he was perfect, he could take all the mistakes that you ever made, and that I ever made, and that everybody ever made, and he could pay that price for us. He could do, he could experience the death for us, and we don't have to. And so, the Romans, the Jews, they, they hated him, they crucified him, and they put him on a cross. And he died, and they buried him, and then three days later, just to prove who he was. God and that he had done it right, he came back to life. And all his all his followers saw him and believed and started going out there and changing the world. And that's the same thing that we get to do. If we, just like John 3.16, if we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he died for us, then we can go over this cross. Go over death. It's a way to go over that grand cane. That by just telling Jesus, you know, Jesus, I'm sorry. I, I understand now that I'm not bad, I messed up, I do bad things. I don't want to do that anymore. I, I believe who you are, I believe what you did for me, and I want to stop doing bad things. I want to put you in charge and do the things you want me to do and go to heaven and be with you one day. Not go to hell, be in heaven forever. And yeah, that's that's basically it. If there are any questions that pop in? You talk about sin, and like I get like don't murder people, like that's a big bad one, but who determines all this like because I feel like Christians have all these other standards that I don't have to put on myself, you know who determines all that? Sure, sure that, that's a mighty big question there <laughs> um, Short. the short version is the short version is, is that God decides uh, what is right and what's wrong and, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff we could talk about. But, I mean, it boils down to, like, he really did give us the Ten Commandments a long time ago. And, yeah, it says don't murder. But it's not just about don't do that. It's also about don't hate people. It's like, it's like you're murdering them in your heart. It says don't steal. It's like, okay, well, most of us get, you know, don't do that very much. But sometimes we want to steal somebody's stuff. Like, I want that so bad. So it's, it's not just doing the, the murder and the bank robbery and, big stuff that you hear. It's every little thing that is different from how God wants you to be, that's sin. That's it. So it, sometimes it seems little to us, but to God, it's, it's a really big thing. And then uh, I guess my follow-up to that would be if, if you know, you say your life has changed afterwards, but we still see, I mean, I see Christians every day being sinful and, you know, rude and mean and things like that. Why does that happen if all sure. this, like, incredible stuff happens? It's a totally good question. Um, and, yeah, because I, I still mess up all the time, too. I, I, I understand what you're talking about. Um, what happens is when we receive Jesus, we get a new kind of life and a new kind of power to start doing more good things. But it's kind of like we're, we're babies, like, you know, when a baby's born, he's he's a human. He's fully, fully human. You know, uh, but it would be weird to expect him to run a hundred-yard dash at the Olympics. He just hasn't got there yet. You got to grow up and grow in knowing who you are as a Christian. Get, but you get better at doing the good thing. You still mess up, and that's okay. God knew you were going to mess up. He he took he he took care of those. That's part of what you give over to Jesus. Is whether you're going to do wrong too but it's all about trying to get better, even though we're still kind of a mess. We're not perfect. That makes sense. Okay. If, um, so as we look at this little drawing, if, if this little guy in this picture were you, where, where would you be if, just, just as a thought exercise, if it was you in there? Well, I guess I'd be uh, probably falling down to that canyon side, yeah, trying to get over, just like, just like I was one day. Um, like I told you, it's, it's, it's not the hardest thing to, to come to the point where you walk across to that other side. Uh, we, we turn away from the bad stuff, we tell Jesus, I believe who you are, I want to do what you want me to do. I, is that something you'd be interested in doing right now? I think so. Yeah. Cool. It's, we're just going to talk to God Praying doesn't have to be a whole bunch of magic words. It's just like just like he's sitting right here at the other end of the table with us. We can pull up a chair for him if you wanted, But um, we're just going to talk to him. And you can say it out loud or just do it in your heart, your mind. And so we're just going to do that together and say, you know, Lord, um, I know I messed up. Um, I have. I can think of bad things that I've done in my life. And so I know that's going to keep me out of heaven. Right now. I want to turn away from the bad stuff. I don't want to do that anymore. Um, I want to get rid of it. I, I believe that Jesus, God, that He did these things. We've got this amazing record in the Bible of all the things He did, the miracles, and the amazing life that He led, the death that He died. I believe that. I believe who He is. I want to follow after Him now. I want to put Him in charge, and I want to go over that bridge, over that. Canyon into eternal life so that I can start growing up now and uh, being what you want me to be just say so Lord just come and change me and help me follow after you now in Jesus name amen thank you that's it after that you know let's if you come back here you know um, you're welcome to join me at church number one we got a great church there's lots of other great churches I can tell you one by your house if you want or man, let's meet back here, you know, Saturday morning for more coffee. Keep talking. Help you understand what this is now. And uh, thank you, brother. That's exciting. Thank you. Amen. So. Thank you, Derek. Good job, brother. That was all improv. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a way to do it do it even faster than I did it, probably. Uh, like I said, if you were just in an elevator with somebody, you know, hey, are, are you a sinner? you ever done something bad? That's going to keep you out of heaven one day. But Jesus died for you. And you can know you're going to heaven if you say you believe in Jesus. Follow after him. It, I mean, that's the that's the elevator version. Um, and you know, sometimes they won't. like Sometimes they won't say, yeah, let's do it. But you can, hey, okay. Still, hey, let's come back here you seem like a cool guy. I want to hang out with you. Let's come back Saturday morning. Keep, just let's just be friends. Let's just uh, keep this going. See where it goes. So, there you, there you go. I hope that helped somebody somehow. I'm <laughs> gonna go over to Scott here for a minute.
0: So you know, if you're in the elevator, you can keep him on the elevator a lot longer if you just press all the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> you don't wanna, you, you want to. You don't want to believe yet. Number thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to believe yet? 14, right? You're not going to force it on anybody. But God does his work, right? All, we're, all he has us to do is to share our lives with people through our words, through our actions, to be direct about what the gospel is. But it's his work for them to come to know Jesus Christ as it is for all of us. So, so the first thing is we kind of finish up, just some encouragement. Just keep praying. Keep praying for those people that you know are a part of your lives. Maybe that Monday morning prayer, Lord, give me give me a gospel, an opportunity for a gospel conversation this week. He's he's pretty good about answering that prayer. Lord, give me an opportunity for a gospel conversation with somebody this week. So that I can just tell them how Jesus is changed my life. So that's the first encouragement. We, we need to be praying that way. God, just open doors, show me who to talk to and be part of their lives and care for them.
1: Yeah, prayer is super important. It gets you in that mindset of looking at, looking, keeping your eyes open at who's around you and what, what opportunities are there. But again, 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 you want to prepare. And this is what we're doing here last week and today. This is great stuff, but it's going to help so much more if you just keep at it a little bit. Your whole life, every moment to studying it. But use the tools that are there. Go on right now media, watch some of this stuff, you know, so that you might have an answer. Uh, something like that. And if somebody throws you a question and you don't have an answer, it's okay to say what well, you know what I don't know. But I promise I will look it up and get back to you. That's totally okay. You don't have to have every answer off the top of your head. But it helps if you got a few of them. Keep the conversation going, answer some of their just honest questions. Uh, right Now Media is great stuff. Please, please, please get in there. Check it out. Like we said, it's going to help you be ready.
0: Third thing is just we need to be intentional. We need to have purpose to our lives, to be concerned and caring for people. Just we want to introduce ourselves to people. We want to invest our lives in people. We want to invite them to be a part of our lives and how important that is in being intentional, just like the ladies were at the park. And we've got these books. There's ladies here. Let's just see if we can give them away. We can be spontaneous in our intention as they were that day. That's totally fine. But there was an intention that was given in that. And so we want to make sure of that. You know, I was thinking about when we pray, the the prayer team, when we pray on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday here at the church, you know, we get really excited when a name is on a card that we can pray for you for that person. That's an incredible privilege to be able to pray for you, that you would have an opportunity to invest in their lives so that they might come to know Jesus Christ. We've talked a lot about who's your one. Who's that one person you're caring for and you're loving and you're being a part of their lives so that they might come to know Jesus Christ. And some of you have a lot of ones. (laughs) We're perfectly fine to pray for that. Prayed for that list last night and this morning of the one names you've submitted. Thank you so much for doing that. Because we're just praying. I'm praying, God, use you that you might be able to share Jesus with them and they might come to know the Lord as their Savior too. Let's finish the last one. Pay attention. Oh, let me share this last deal. So I got a text from somebody in our church this week that really excited me. And the text said this. Um, Got to find it here. (laughs) I had a great evangelism conversation with a coworker today along with my employer. I think great things were done for the kingdom today. What an encouraging text from somebody who said, "You know, I'm listening. I'm partaking in what's what's here, and I had the opportunity to share about Jesus with somebody." Man, you keep those keep those texts coming. It keeps your pastor going. It keeps all of us going really, really well. It encourages you, y'all. I know y'all just go like this, "Amen." Yeah, we're excited about that too. Pray those people will come to know Jesus Christ. That was a great, great testimony that we heard this week.
1: Uh, another great encouragement. Just don't get so focused on the agenda, so caught up in what you're going to say that you're missing out. This is a this is a real person in front of you, a potential friend, you know, in, in many different ways. They, you know, have feelings, thoughts, and experiences that sometimes, you just engage with them, it it leads you down the road. It helps you understand how to present it to them. I you think know, we talked about you know you want to be prepared in what's my style, you know, what am I going to use am I going to tell my story, or am I going to invite them to church, or am I going to answer their questions? Sometimes, just as important is trying to understand what their style is. Because if my style is, is not jiving with what they, with how they hear things, then it's, it's going to kind of hit a wall. The message isn't going to go through nice and clear. So sometimes, even though my style isn't I'm not, I'm not that good maybe at what they need. i, I got to try <laughs> and let the Holy Spirit just take over, like I said. Um, and that comes with just seeing who they are, learning who they are, starting that relationship with them. So helpful to place value on who they are and uh, what you can do. For them.
0: So as we close this morning, uh, I want to share, share with you. Um, when I met with Verna's family, Verna Savage's family, Friday, Um, she handed me, uh, Michelle, her daughter, handed me an envelope with a letter in it that was addressed to me, but wasn't sent because she went to be with Jesus. Here's what it said, part of it. I'm in Revelation, the book of Revelation. This is the footnote for 1110, chapter 11. Verse 10, the last half of the verse, and this is the comment that was in the book she was reading in the Bible. Seldom do we face the possibility of death when we share our faith. Why should Satan threaten our lives when fear of embarrassment or rejection is enough to keep us silent? Listen to this. But if Jesus has truly changed our lives, we will find a way to let others know. Not to witness represents more than just fear. It also reveals selfishness. Have those who are near to us heard what Jesus has done for us? Have those who are near to us heard what Jesus has done for us? That's pretty catchy. You can remember that. And that's what we want to do. To love them enough to share Jesus, how he's changed our lives. Would you pray this prayer with me? Maybe a couple slides, maybe. Let's see. Keep going. There we go. One more. Would you pray this prayer with me as we close, and then I want to introduce our elders and our deacons. We'll finish up, but pray this prayer with me if you would. God, make me a willing servant. I have been wrong to be silent. Every day, every moment, I will endeavor to share you